Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are going to be discussing Sundance 2024. I had to remember, think about what year it is. (laughs) It's fun because now they have, they do online, which they have for a while. So we've talked about Sundance before. Now it's more accessible to people outside of Utah and so if you aren't watching Sundance movies in January, you should get on it. But we are going to rank our top movies we watched and talk about where you can catch them streaming later on this year. And there are some good ones. So I'm excited to talk about it. Me too. Oh, and I just want to say this year they Sundance had an online um, streaming app for Google TV. And it was so easy. I was amazed. Wow. I would I ha- would not give so much good press to Sundance's <laughs> apps and website because I everything I tried to do um, was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so oh, once no. I was so once things were downloaded and purchased, it was fine. But the purchasing process is a little bit of a headache. But usually things work when they need to. It's just can be annoying to get there. Mm-hmm. They do have a terrible website. For some reason, they update their entire app. Like, they make you download an entirely new app every single year. And, like, they, it's just, like, so weird to me. Like, any other app just, like, updates for the new year. But they Mm -hmm. just completely do a whole new one. So, I can have, like, ten different Sundance apps on my phone. It's so weird. Yeah. It seems seems trickier to do it that way and way more complicated. But. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. We have some exciting TV news for all of you. I'll let Jordan break the most exciting news because I feel like I stole the thunder last week. <laughs> I don't remember that. Which which one did you break? I don't remember either. Well, we like to take turns. And it is that finally Severance is back, back to work, to quote Ben Stiller, <laughs> for season two. The photo that was shared looked good i know it's like, exciting usually i like per, like pictures like that where it's like like uh stranger things it's like they showed all the cast like at the table like doing their reads or whatever no this one was like it looked like severance like and it was behind the scenes so you could like see the camera mm-hmm. and you can see like adam just running oh it gave him the chills when i saw it, it was so good yeah. i have the chills talking about it right now <laughs> It gives me, like, I'm just so optimistic about this new season. I do feel like the shows that make you wait, it's usually worth it. It's like we used to have to wait a while for new succession seasons, you know, like, and it was always worth it. Um, I know they've had drama on the set of Severance, but I trust them. I don't, I think if they'd rushed to get back too quickly, I don't know. I would have been upset if the product wasn't great. I was going to say, I actually think I'm a little bit cautious because of all the drama and the hype. I'm like, oh, no. Like, what if it's just bad? I think I'm, like, trying to be cautiously optimistic. So I'm glad I have you to help me lean more optimistic than I have been. Yeah, we'll even each other out. Yeah, exactly. So we're just neutral. (laughs) (laughs) Chaotic neutral. That's us. (laughs) (sighs) Um, okay, it was announced today 
that Jillian Flynn is going to be returning to making an HBO series called Dark Places. She also was the author, like it's based off of a book, and she also did Sharp Objects and Gone Girl. So that sounds great to me. I'm in. Yeah, and I never read uh, her book Dark Places. Me neither. And I, so both Gone Girl and Sharp Objects I read before I saw them, and that was kind of fun. So maybe I'll have to read it. That would be fun. One day here we'll get to do a book report or a book club and TV club yes. episode. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the one. That would be a good one, actually. This was this is like loaded news. The Netflix news that Kate Hudson is going to executive produce and star in a new comedy series from Mindy Kaling. So it's like kind of like double big names. Um and the plot sounds fun. When a scandal forces her brother to resign, Isla Gordon, played by Kate Hudson, is appointed president of her family's storied L.A. basketball franchise. She'll have to prove she was the right choice for the job in the male-dominated world of sports. I wasn't making that last part up. That was from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. Mm-hmm. It'll be really interesting... Because I'm realizing that pretty much we've seen Mindy write shows that are like very autobiographical or at least one lead is basically Mindy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it'll be fun to see her write for Kate Hudson. I agree. And uh, Ike Barinholtz is also working on it with her, which is fun. I forgot the most important part. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. We've been without Ike for way too long. We need him back. Truly. Exciting news on the Abbott Elementary front. They added our favorite guy from the other two, Josh Segura. What's his name in in the other two? Um, Lance. Lance. <laughs> and then they also added Benjamin Norris, who is in Mindy's show never have i ever oh who is he in that he plays the dumb best friend of oh oh of um <laughs> what's his name the darren oldie. barnett or something <laughs> yeah i can't remember his name in the show paxton yeah but it's paxton's friend that is so but he's like funny. cute well he's funnier than paxton trent oh trent. my gosh yeah, Trent ended up being one of probably my favorite characters by the end. Yeah, same. So I was excited to see that. That's actually a fun pairing because they're kind of similar, Lance and Trent, a little bit. True. Really good point. Wow. Um, I didn't tell you this, but I've actually been getting caught up on Abbott Elementary. Oh, good. It's so funny. <laughs> like, no one else, I feel like, owes me anything as far as, like, what they're watching. <laughs> But, like, uh, when you're like, oh, I didn't tell you this, I'm like, why is she hiding that from me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes it's, like, the crown, and I like it to be a big surprise. But it's fun. Yeah. I had no idea. I know. Well, my my mom and my sister are, are set, obsessed and fully caught up, which, like, never happens. And so they, they Same make peer pressure. Same for my me. mom and sister, I think. Yeah. So I'm the one behind. <sighs> Yeah, I know. We used to be in it to, in that together. I'm sorry. Now I'm I'm pulling ahead. It's okay. You left me in the dust and I didn't even <laughs> know about. Good to know now. Did you see that 
Sex in the City is going to be on Netflix. And it's one of many HBO shows that are moving to Netflix. And people, some people are suspicious because they're kind of competitors. Yes, I did see that. And I also am confused. But okay. So yeah, great. So I saw someone saying like, wow, like once this hits, like it's going to be all over the internet. Like, because even more people are now going to watch it. And I now it makes me think because another show that people seem to be discovering and or rediscovering is Girls. So I'm like, will Girls eventually be on Netflix? And then it'll blow up even more also. Interesting. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, I do too. I like I like seeing a whole new wave of like memes and clips getting into my feeds. Same. I love it. I live for it, actually. I think my last piece of news is that Rami Yosef is going to be doing a new comedy special with HBO. And the creator of The Bear is going to be directing it. And love all those things. All of those words. Yeah. It was like AI generated for um, like your tastes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know what? I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's I we're grateful. Thank you. I for one welcome our new overlords. <laughs> um that was my last one too. So, look at that. Perfect. All right. Well, let's get into Sundance 2024. For our top 3, we thought it would just work out well to rank our favorites. So, Jordan, what was your favorite Sundance movie you watched? They were number one. My favorite, and I watched four movies total, and the best one I watched was called Didi. He It was written and directed by Sean Wang, um, and this was one that was kind of like, I like to always do kind of, it's like a lottery pick almost, where you can purchase at the beginning of the festival um, an award winner, but they don't do the awards uh, announcements until the end of the festival, so... I purchased the um, the US, the audience award for the U.S. dramatic category, not knowing which one that would be. And so Dee Dee is the one that won. And um, it's cool timing because the director, Sean Wang, actually just was his uh, – he just had a short film that was nominated for an Oscar. So – that was cool. So like on the red carpet at Sundance, they were like, oh, are you so excited? And he's like young and cute and was very excited. So anyway, this movie was, it was really good. It was really hard to watch at times because it's basically the boy version of eighth grade um, set in 2008. And it's like the summer before freshman year for um, this, it's a 13 year old Taiwanese American boy. And he's having friend troubles, girl troubles, uh, being a brat to his family, and just making a ton of bad decisions on AIM and MySpace. <laughs> and um, it was very entertaining, very painfully relatable, and um, it was just very good. And I cried at the end. I've also heard that the music is, like, very good and fun and nostalgic. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, like, there's, like, Hello Goodbye featured heavily in yeah. it. That's really fun. My jam. Um, yeah. 
And I feel like something I saw and I agree with of like other reviews is like it did a really good job of using the technology of the time to further the plot, which I really liked. Well, I don't even want to spoil one of my favorite things, but everyone knows of like stalking your crush and seeing what is their song on their profile? What are they posting about? How can I use this to my advantage kind of things? It was mm-hmm. just very, very, uh, a lot of core memories were involved. I love that. I haven't seen that it has been picked up or will like how it's going to be released slash if, but I'm on the edge of my seat for that one. I want to see it really bad. I'm sad I missed it. Yeah, I know. I since I'm kind of surprised anytime there's award winners at the, at the festival that don't get picked up really, really fast, but it will. Yeah. Okay. My number one was, and I quote, my old ass. <laughs> and this is really fun because it's, A, it's directed by Megan Park. Do you know who that is? Because I was shook when I realized who this was. She was in The Secret Life of the American Teenager, okay. which I love. I never watched that, <laughs> but I okay. probably would recognize her if I saw a picture of it because you for sure would recognize her. She also was like, I think she she was in Room, What If. Oh my gosh. The Selena Gomez, A Cinderella Story, like in a ton of Hallmark movies, that's how you would recognize her. <laughs> like that is her so vibe cool. is like kind of basic like her acting (laughs) chops and like imdb is not that impressive so like when i saw that she directed this movie i was like give this girl all the directing like options because it was so good i loved it yeah wow well okay so i'm i'm googling her and i 100% do recognize her from all the secret life promo and you know who she's Mm -hmm. giving in all these pictures is um Brittany mahomes Yes, she gives very strong Britney vibes. And would I think that Britney Mahomes could direct a really amazing Sundance movie? No, I would not assume that. And that's on me no. for judging someone. Yes. I genuinely was like shocked and su- like surprised in a really great way. Yes. Wow, that so- is so cool. Because this one is one of the ones. I mean, I'm not going to spoil your list, but you, for the listeners, I mean, it's you actually... <laughs> Ended up watching some of the ones that I'm seeing on all the best of the festival lists. I wasn't so lucky, but like I'm seeing all of these and I'm like, wow, I wish I'd gotten this one and this one. So good work. This was a good festival year for you. Yeah. And this was the only movie that we were able to snag tickets to um, in person um, when they went on sale. And so I'm so glad it was this one. And so I got to like see it in a theater with a lot of other people. It's starring Aubrey Plaza and um, also the main girl, Maisie Stella of Lennon and Maisie, that like singer duo. Yes. Like those younger girls. They did like the cup song, um, I want to say. Yes. <laughs> also Maddie Ziegler. The cast is just like really fun and the concept is really, really special. It's like about a young girl kind of meeting her future self and like having conversations with her. Anyway, I cried like a baby. I laughed my old ass off (laughs) and I'm so excited. It's 
was picked up by Amazon. So they're going to be doing a theatrical release, which I was kind of surprised by, but I'm excited about because I think that more people will see it. And then it'll be on Amazon Prime after that. So excited for everyone else to see it. And I'll have to, you'll have to report back how these movies will, would rank in your rankings after you see them. Mm -hmm. We can combine our lists. I would love to do that. So out of the other three that I saw, that's the thing. I I really liked my number one, and now there's kind of a gap. <laughs> but out of because I have to rank them, my number two, I actually would say Love Me, which is starring Kristen Stewart and Stephen Yoon in a love story, which, yeah, sign me up, you may be thinking. But it's very high concept. It basically, Kristen Stewart is playing. It's I don't know how far into the future, like five thousand years in the future or something. Like there's no no. It's like literally like two hundred thousand, like <laughs> trillion years. Those numbers are, don't mean anything to me. <laughs> no, a <laughs> hundred years may as well be a billion years to me in my head. <laughs> I'm learning right now as we're talking. <laughs> um, so Kristen Stewart is like basically voicing a buoy that's like in the ocean on earth where everything on earth is dead like there's literally nothing there and steven yoon is voicing a satellite that's like scanning earth for any life forms and they're like interacting with each other as like kind of bots basically but then like they both start learning like past history of humanity, like scanning kind of the data and like learning how to be humans basically. And it takes them through a journey of kind of like becoming like almost humans, becoming humans, becoming YouTubers. (laughs) It was very interesting. The only thing was, where do I even begin? For a lot of this movie is actually animated and the animation was very low quality, which I, which really bothered me and I didn't enjoy looking at it, but I also was kind of thinking, cause what I, what it reminded me the most of was playing the Sims, like specifically the Sims four. And I was kind of realizing afterwards, I was like, you know, that maybe kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt the movie makers like maybe that was kind of intentional like they're not it's not supposed to look good because these are robots that are like trying their best to be human-like or something but it really rubbed me the wrong way all the animation um I don't know it just like wasn't that part was not good and that was kind of the majority of the movie but I will say I thought the the first part and the last part were interesting and like kind of good the middle is where like that's pretty you know you gotta get us in the middle too (laughs) this is like the worst (laughs) review I've ever given of anything it's really hard for me to explain because I don't really want to give stuff away necessarily but like the middle sucked my review is if it gets picked up you can pass because you you'll get sucked (laughs) in by thinking that it's a Kristen Stewart and Stephen Young but it's actually not really and unless they like totally revamped the animation in the middle, I just, it felt n- me and like, I watched it in a group of like eight other people and none of us enjoyed it. It just like, 
sadly didn't hit the mark and I haven't seen it getting picked up anywhere yet. So I guess we'll see, but it wasn't for me. Um, it's interesting because that was one of the buzziest movies at the beginning of the festival. So it's like, Ooh, cool. What is this going to be? And now it's not even picked up yet. That's sad. Not that I've seen. Yeah. That's the gamble of Sundance movies is you have no idea if they're going to be good or bad and you just have to be okay with paying $25 to watch a bad movie. But then you got to see that you saw it first. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The bare minimum, you have bragging rights. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't ever consider like my time wasted necessarily, Um, but there's just going to be a lot of duds. Totally. It's kind of part of the fun. Well, my number two was not a dud. It was Thelma, um, which is starring June Squibb and also uh, Fred Heikendiger, who is from The White Lotus. He's the brother that stays behind. Or, oops, spoiler. But, like, he's the brother that, um, like, sleeps on the beach. Sydney Sweeney's, Sydney Sweeney's brother. Anyway, he was so good. I loved him. Wow. Like, I was obsessed with him. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And June Squibb, obviously, incredible. Um, she's kind of... Uh, it's just... It's a movie about, like, how we treat the elderly and also, like, she goes on an adventure. And that's all I'll really say. I loved it. It was so good. And there, it was... It has been picked up and will have a theatrical release. So when that comes to theaters, go see it. Very excited to see that one. I am very, I'm just jealous. I'm jealous of all the great ones that you saw. It was a good good year. Honestly, this is probably like the most like good versus not good video movies we saw. So it was a good Sundance year for us and literally just kind of by happenstance. Totally. Because you never know. That's the, yeah. And it is, it's the fun of it. Um, my number three is the movie Stress Positions, which I know me and Taylor both watched. Because we will we'll do literally anything for John Early. We literally will do anything. Um, including watch this movie. This movie, I think I said to Taylor, this should have been a short film. And I really stand by that. It was way too long for no reason. It's basically about like friends and frenemies in New York City during COVID. And there were a lot of really, like, I still did laugh out loud at various parts in the movie because John Early is just so naturally funny, but he, he can't carry it alone. It was just kind of like nothing was happening. And what was happening was often very, it was too confusing to really appreciate. Yeah. I felt pretty confused. I feel like I missed a lot of the plot. Um, It was pretty boring. I was very bored. Yeah. And yeah. Love John Early. Loved watching him. Even like watching him, it was more so like it was me picturing John Early acting and doing this role. It wasn't like his character was funny. So like yes. that also was kind of interesting. This one uh, is by Neon, and I don't think it's said whether or not it's gonna ha- like how it's being released or not. So I guess we'll see. But I was surprised to see that. Yeah, I was too. Hmm. Okay, my third one is one I do recommend and it's a real pain starring the one and only Kieran Culkin and I was really interested to see how I would like seeing him like how he would how easy it would be for me to see him acting in a role that was not Roman Roy 
And it actually, he did great. So like, it wasn't really that hard. And it also is starring Jesse Eisenberg, who also directed and produced it. And I think wrote it. Um, wow. That's actually, I didn't know that he did all that too. Yeah. Wow. I think a lot of it is kind of not based off his life, but a lot of, it's like two cousins who go to Poland and kind of like learn about their Jewish heritage and history. And I've really been into the idea of cousins, which sounds really weird, but <laughs> ever heard um, of them? <laughs> there's this, that's literally my, my letterbox review is cousins. Isn't it about time? <laughs> Um, I wish I could give a review this- five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, there was this Atlantic article about cousins like back in December and me and my friends have kind of just been talking about it a lot. How like important a cousin relationship is because like you grew up with the same uh, with parents who grew up in the same way. So like the way you grew up is pretty similar, but you were in different uh, like areas or like states or like financial situations which is just like super fascinating to me and like you can talk to your cousins about the way you grew up but and like relate to them in that way but also be so different in other ways anyway so like I really enjoyed this movie and um it's also was picked up and it's gonna have a theatrical release this year so when it comes out go see it I intend to. I hope that these come out soon. I'm very also very excited to see that one. Yeah, it's good. My one bonus one that I also st- would say you should go see if it gets picked up. I haven't seen it get picked up yet is called The Outrun and it's starring Saoirse Ronan and she's amazing in it. So I'm I'm honestly so surprised that it hasn't been picked up yet. But um if it does, and when you see that come across your streaming services, watch it. It was really special and good. I also cried in that one. Wow. My last one that I did watch is, I think, a skip, unfortunately. Um, I was very excited to see there was a documentary called Seeking Mavis Beacon. Mavis Beacon teaches typing is the first typing experience I ever had. I love Mavis Beacon. And I also am fascinated by the mis- the mystery uh, behind Mavis Beacon, who's not a real character, and who who is she? Who came up with her? Um, but it was just kind of um, a letdown because I would say also similarly to stress positions, this should have been maybe a short because there was a lot of filler that had nothing to do with their like thesis. Like, they were able to get pretty close to discovering, well, to getting in contact with the model who actually plays Mavis, played Mavis Beacon and was her in all the photos and everything, but she didn't want to talk to them. And so, it's just not a very satisfying documentary when there's not really an actual conclusion. I feel like they could have gone in some other directions and it wasn't, it wasn't very satisfying. Wah, wah. Yeah. That's the theme um, that of my. That one also was neon. I was I was gonna say which that. I thought was interesting. That's like neon with the flops this this year. <laughs> Sad. I know. I'm surprised. It's always surprising when you're watching a Sundance movie and it already has like a production company logo at the beginning. 
because most of them mm-hmm. just don't and so for those two to have it it was surprising at how meh they were yeah that's unfortunate but glad we could do the work for all of you so that you know which one which ones to watch and which ones to skip yeah (laughs) there were three others that i wanted to highlight just because uh they will be available to watch hopefully sometime this year and i didn't get to see them but girls state is a follow-up to the documentary boys state um which i loved and that's by apple so i'm assuming that'll be on apple sometime in the near future and i've heard really great things about that um hitman is going to be on netflix i was surprised that that one was even in um sundance but people were really liking that mm-hmm. um it's what's his name glenn powell i'm glenn powell pilled glenn powell i'm glenn powell pilled yeah. now because i did see anyone but you and didn't hate it he was he's a charming guy what am I supposed to do? What am I? Not a human? I am. Arrest me. Yeah. So sue me. I like Glenn Powell uh. now. I will be watching Hitman. This is so brave of you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, And then the last one I wanted to mention was I saw the TV glow. I tried to wait list mm. and see this one, but it was so popular that I didn't get in. Um, It's... It was already picked up by A24, so I'm assuming it'll have a theatrical release that I'm not totally sure, but I know that it has a Phoebe Bridgers song, and (gasps) the person who made it is like friends with Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker, so it's already right up my alley, and it got so many great reviews that I'm on the edge of my seat to see it. Mm -hmm. I also do like Justice Smith because I saw Dungeons and Dragons, the movie and yes he was cute in that he's great yeah adorable all right some flops and some wins we love that it's just how it is you know you never want to see sundance way all flops and you i mean i would prefer to see all wins but you're gonna get some flops (laughs) and this was a pretty floppy year for me unfortunately but taylor had a very good winning year so again we even each other out (laughs) (laughs) yin and yang (laughs) Maybe that means I'll get all the flops next year. I mean, I think it's your turn. <laughs> it's only fair. Um, who's your crush of the week? Um, my crush is the director of DD, Sean Wing. I watched mm, the intro of um DD where he has like a little Zoom video with um one of the Sundance people, and I was like, oh. I've never seen a cuter boy in my life. I was like, this is, I, this is literally the cutest boy I've ever seen. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and I was taken aback and also couldn't find his age online. That was discouraging, but I figured it out from the 2008 of it all. And I think he's like 29 ish. So I didn't feel right. like that much of a creep, but no, he was like I said, the cutest boy I've ever seen. And his movie was so tender and, his intro to the movie was great too. Cause he said, it's like he didn't intend to make this love letter to his family and to his hometown. Um, it started out just kind of thinking about his memory of his friends and stuff, but it was really tender. His relationship with his mom in the movie is really good. Cute. I love that. 
my crush of the week is Aubrey Plaza. Everything she said in My Old Ass was just like so, so good. It was like so funny and like delivered and like it was always delivered in like a perfect way. I was, I was, how old is Aubrey Plaza in real life? Do you know? Um, I know she's older than me, but only slightly. She, I think she's probably like 36 or 37. She is 39 and she Whoa. actually plays someone. I think that is also 39, which I was like, she is not 39. I, that is shocking. Disclaimer. I wasn't saying, whoa, because 39 is like so old. I'm just, it's surprising because she looks a lot younger than she's always looked younger than she is. She's older than Michael Sarah, who's 35. I don't, that's just like under the, like people always search for. And that just seemed also interesting. Wow. Well, she is aging better than him. So maybe she's that's aging why people are surprised. Beautifully. Yeah, she and looks like she looks like if, hotter than she's ever looked, I think, even. Yeah, she really does. What a fun um and funny 39-year-old. I hope to be that fun and cute and whatnot when I'm 39. I'm sure you Hashtag will. Hashtag goals. <laughs> Make a vision board and just sure pictures of her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there's our Sundance 2024 recap. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.